Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, welcome back to Dish Upon a Star, where we talk to some of your favorite stars from your favorite shows, movies, genres, we get it all here. And today's guest, Miss Serena Vincent, you might recognize her as Maya from Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, or as the mom extraordinaire as Susie Diaz and Stuck in the Middle and many more. How are you doing today? I'm great, Shay. Thank you for having me. We're um, quarantined, staying home. <laughs> How have you been adjusting to the quarantine? You know, I have an, an infant, so I have a baby, so it's not a whole lot different than um, having a baby, you know, because there, there's a lot of time at home because there's a lot of naps and tending to infant schedules and not running unnecessary er- errands. Um, so it's really not that much different, but we're taking it very seriously. I love that. Angeles, yeah. I know you did, you were, used to do pageants before you moved into acting. What was it about performance that made you want to do it as a career? Okay, good question. So I did, I, I wasn't a pageant girl, I, I should say, but um, I did always want to enter Miss Nevada teen because I uh, had like cousins in the past do it. And they like made a big deal about it in Las Vegas. It was like this big, huge production. And I always thought it would be fun. And my parents were like, no, 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 you can't do that. Like those things are rigged. You'll never win. And we can't afford it. So my parents went out of town when I was, I was 16 and I raised all the money and I bought myself a dress and I entered and I won. And so that's how that happened. And then I went to Miss Teen USA with Maria, actually, because she was Miss Massachusetts that year. And um, being at Miss Teen USA is like, um, it's essentially like shooting um, an hour long special, but you you shoot this special over the course of a month and you live with 50 other girls at Miss Teen USA. So, I knew then that the pageant world was not for me, that, that life. Um, but I was really more interested in continuing on with acting. At that time, I had already been doing theater, but I, I wanted to, you know, figure out how to break into film and television. And then your first role was yes. Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I moved to Los Angeles. I started college. I lived in the dorms. I miraculously found an agent and that was one of my first auditions um and uh and I and so I was you know very new and um I say green as an actor but yellow (laughs) as a superhero (laughs) um and I learned a lot on that show we did 47 episodes and uh um, it was an honor to be a part of that franchise because it's still ro- going strong. And the Ranger community, all the Rangers from all the seasons and all the Power Ranger fans, I feel lucky to be a part of that. 
What do you remember the most about your audition for Maya? Um, well, this is interesting. I auditioned for it and I didn't get it. Like I didn't hear anything back. And then they hired another girl. They hired someone else to play Maya. And something happened with her. She didn't get along. I don't know. There, there was some issue and they fired her. And they called me last minute to come back in. And, um, and it was all very like rushed and last minute, but it wasn't, I didn't know that I was replacing someone. It, it was, um, you know, it was all very confusing. And so I, you know, I, I went into the, the, the audition process and um, back into it and I got the job and like we started shooting like the next week. You know, I got the job on the Friday and like started shooting on a Monday or something because we had to reshoot scenes that they already shot with her. So it was like a whirlwind. And I lived um, in this, I lived just really far away from where we were shooting. Are you, are you in Los Angeles? I am. Okay, so I was living in like the South Bay. I was living in like- Oh, you were, you were we were far. Shooting in Valencia. And um, anyway, I had like a psycho roommate. It was, that's a whole, that's, an, that's another movie. And- um, <laughs> So it was like this like rush. I suddenly like had this job and like I, 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 I was in college and I enrolled, you know, I, I, um, I dropped out of school essentially and like moved um, my life on the weekends up further closer to set. And um, that was that. It was like a whirlwind. So this is also, this marks the 21st anniversary since Power Rangers Lost Galaxy actually aired. Mm -hmm. And what has been, your favorite experience even like from when you first shot it to now? Oh, I'm gonna cry. Um, mm -hmm. Let me think. Well, shooting it, I learned so much. It was like on the job training. You know, I, I had been acting in theater and doing little things and I had done a movie and guest stars before that. But it was like my first series regular job. So I learned just a lot of uh, from set etiquette to stunts to all kinds of different things to ADR, you know, do, we had to do voiceover whenever, um, you know, we were in the helmets um, or the stuntmen are in the helmets, I should say. <laughs> and uh, so like, it was such a fabulous learning experience that set me up for the rest of my career. So that is obviously like my favorite point number one. And number two is that we're still talking about it. You know, 21 years later, I 21 years ago, I would have never thought that I would be sitting here on a Sunday afternoon still talking about it. So I feel really, truly from the bottom of my heart, grateful to be a part of the franchise. Now, the great thing about Maya was she was actually from a different planet. Mm -hmm. Like she wasn't from Earth and she grew up learning about the Quasar Sabres and the legends. What was your favorite part about playing Maya? My favorite part about Maya was her intuition, her like her intuitive spirit and her connection to nature. I feel like, um, I don't know, it's not often you get to play a role like that, especially like later in my career, I was always playing like the bitchy whatever, you know, um, my like the roles I was, I, I booked were such a departure from that. So, um, her sweetness, her kindness, her like the authentic, um, her authentic spirit. When I go back and, and watch, like I obviously I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so young. But I do see that like I did take that role very seriously. And um, I feel like I, I worked really hard at being authentic to that, 
to that intuitive, kind, sweet nature of that character. One of the best things about Lost Galaxy, it was the first time, and I also said the first introduction into crossover episodes uh -huh. between Rangers. This is the one thing that started off and it continued throughout oh, was the season. the first? I didn't realize that was the first. I, I believe so. Okay. I mean, granted, Mighty Muffin Power Rangers with the Alien Rangers, but I want to say this is the first Kickstarter to the crossover things cool. that started happening between different Rangers. And I just thought that was awesome. Most because I also loved In Space. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, then the Psycho Rangers were just evil and fun. It's so fun. Yeah, that was... That was, um, those were great because it just broke up the, it was a lot of work. Let's not talk, like we, we worked our butts off. Like we were up at three o'clock in the morning and, you know, in makeup by 4.30 and it was a lot of work. And so, um, yeah, like, um, it's not brain surgery, obviously, but, um, so doing those crossover episodes was just extra fun because there was extra people and um, it was something new and different and always fun to work with different actors. One of, one of the interesting things was that they had the Forever Red episode. Mm -hmm. And that, like that, I think that was the bigger crossover for the Red Rangers, seeing mm -hmm. all these Red Rangers to Wild Forest at once in one show. And just the nostalgia factor was everything. However, I think the best thing I liked about every season is the girl power. Now, if they were to ever do a, just female ranger needs, like they need to, females need to save the guys this time around, would, would you be down for coming Oh back? my God, absolutely. Absolutely. When they did the um, reunion episode, they asked me to be a part of it and I wanted to do it, but they're not, they're, it's not union. The show isn't union. And so, and the, the, the union SAG was onto, onto it. They knew what they were doing. So I was getting, I, I kept saying, I want to do it. I'll say, yes, I'll sign this contract, but you need to, I'm going to get penalized like $3,000 or whatever from the union. You need to cover that. And they said, no. And like the union was already on, like they knew they were doing this. And so mm -hmm. I, we got calls from the union saying, don't do this. So it was, it was too bad. I, I think some of the Rangers that did it, they're not acting really anymore. So it was not a big deal for them to do it, but it is when, um, you're still sad. Yeah. Yeah. So if they would just do that or like, again, like if I get penalized, take care of the fees, I, I feel like that's the appropriate thing to do. I would absolutely love to do it. Let me start by saying, yes, I would absolutely love to do it. If they could just do it and make it so, then, um, it would be a blast. Because most of the females in the seasons later, they're like, they're blue. They've changed up the colors. Crazy, yeah. And it's been awesome to watch over 20 seasons of Power Ranger Legacy. Yeah. In 27 years since Mighty Muffin Power Rangers. How did you like the movie? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I might get penalized for this. However, I have not seen the movie only on principle in the fact that they tried to put Jason and Kim together. And in my mind, that was messing with my ship, my love of Kimberly and Tom, Tommy. And I was just like, I'm gonna need, I need to take a break before I can watch this. So I still haven't seen it. I'm planning on it. It is legit in my list to watch it. I just haven't. I've heard it did 
some people liked it, some people didn't. I like to just view things myself. Yeah. The other outside opinions determine it for me. I enjoyed it, but I'd be curious to see what you felt. Um, but um, I went in with no expectations. I just wanted to have a good time and I did. Well, I like that. And I've seen the deleted yeah. scene episode between Kimberly's character and Trini in the cafe and then Amy and David are just like in the cut, just watching them. And that was mm-hmm. awesome for me as a fan who grew mm-hmm. up with them. I just need a little bit more time before I watch the movie. I'm planning on it because I love the original. I did not. No, I said David Yost. Um, oh no, sorry, Jason. Jason, Jason. yeah. I was thinking his middle name, which is Lost first. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what I, th- I thought it was middle name, which is why I said it first. But I am planning on watching it. It's just, it's a little, it's my little, my fangirl in me where that really has to like take, take the vow. I totally get it. it. I totally get it. Needs to be the right time. <laughs> Whenever the, ha- like, I feel like during the quarantine, what a better time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To do it. Exactly. But you know, there's, you know, we'll find out. Exactly. <laughs> I'll yeah. let you know when I actually do Okay, let me know. <laughs> and speaking of just legacies, mm-hmm. Disney Channel has had a very long legacy, especially when it comes to representation, because it is important, especially in movies and shows that we watch as kids and then we watch with our kids as we get older to show them. And Power Rangers is also a great testament to that too. Yeah, seeing yourself in these characters, but your character as Miss Susie Diaz, what was it like for you? Because obviously you're also you're Italian, mm-hmm. but you're also helping share this culture for three seasons. But but I'm hoping to what? Sorry, that last part. Oh, but you're also you know sharing and learning the culture that you're um, you're sh- like sharing in the show, like quinceañeras. Oh yeah, like traditional, traditional Latina Hispanic culture. Yes, right. Yeah. So, um, well, that's an interesting question. So, when I first got the audition for that, for Stuck in the Middle, um, I saw it and I was like, oh my god, this is this is mine. This is my role. No one believes that I could. No one would even read me to play a mother. I couldn't even get an audition to play a mother. I said, n- n- no one believes that I can play a mom. For whatever reason at that time but this, guess is, show, but this is my show i feel it you know mm-hmm. so i go to the audition i nail it i call my agent on the way home and i said this is mine i'm gonna test for this pilot and he said no you're not and i said no i, I am he said no you're not they want a latina actress um are you sure you're not latina i said i'm sure i'm not i'm 100 <laughs> sure i'm 82 percent italian and <laughs> um and I was like, well, whatever, that, it's mine. And he was like, no, they want a Latina actress. I was like, whatever. So like a few weeks go by and they call me back and he was like, so they want to see you again for stuck in the middle. I was like, I told you. So I go in, I test for the, the job. I get the pilot. So excited. I fell in love with these children immediately. It was such a blast. We shoot the pilot. We're waiting for Disney to pick up the show. And then they said, um, we're picking up the show, but we're not sure you're going to get to play Susie Diaz. We're, we, we're going to try to find someone else. So they held auditions for, and, and they, they, for three different times to find a, a Latina actress. Um, um, 
or just someone different, but maybe someone that who was authentically Hispanic. So that like stung, but I get it. It's just, that's just like, that's life in this business. Um, and um, so they auditioned a lot of more, a lot more women, but then ultimately I got to keep the job, which was incredible. And um, so to answer, it's a long way of answering your question, but to answer your question, um, I took it all very seriously. Like I come from a big Italian family and there's a lot of similarities of so big Italian families and big Latino families. There's a lot of love, a lot of kids, a lot of food. And um, so I felt like I, uh, that, that Susie and that maternal role was living inside me forever. I just didn't like have the, the it hadn't, it hadn't been created yet, you know? Um, so I, um, that's one of my favorite roles I've ever done. I've actually taken this quarantine to go back and watch, rewatch all three seasons to cut like new reels and things. And it's one of my favorite roles I've ever played. And oh, now please. I am a mom. This is before, that was before I was a mom. Sorry. And now I am a mom. No, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Um, and I realize that like all the dorky mom stuff I did as Susie Diaz, that's really <laughs> the mom that I am. <laughs> but I didn't know that then. Well, that actually answers my next question of how close are you and Susie Diaz in personality? Um, I, I, that's, that's what I've been realizing. Like, um, I was rewatching an episode where I do some silly dance and um, some really like dorky, silly mom dance. And then uh, I realized, oh yeah, I do that for Nico like every day as he sits right here in his high chair. <laughs> so um, I, there are definitely uh, similarities, but again, I didn't know that then, you yeah. know. One of the things I really did love about the show itself was showing the importance of family, but also showing the less than perfectness of it all because no family is perfect, especially when you do have seven kids. Yeah, I have one kid, like my hair, it looks all right, but I haven't washed it in like nine days. You know, um, <laughs> can, can you share your hair with me? <laughs> Would you if, that, if that's what it looks like after nine days, I will take your hair, you can share. <laughs> So, um, it's dry. That's why. But, um, uh, yeah, that, that was my favorite part of the show too, is it was real. It had heart. We talk about real things. I mean, the writers were brilliant. The producers were brilliant. It's super funny, but at the same time down to earth. And it was also, I think the first time, at least for me as a fan of you watching you do something comedy like granted not like not another teen movie when you're young but actually as who you are now and doing physical comedy and so much like I want to say I don't want to say junk but it was like slime food mm -hmm. you're just covered in things um I locked my husband out of the house what would happen if I stepped away for two seconds and unlocked the door for him the the baby was just running everywhere. I, I feel what like you say? the baby would just be running. No, I said my I just locked my husband out of the house. What would happen if I left for two seconds to unlock the door? Is that okay? Oh, go ahead. Okay, I locked him out of the house. <laughs> oh, I thought okay. you, for some reason I thought that was like a scenario. No, I just locked him out of the house. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> hey guys, now that we have her husband not locked outside his house. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> what's funny is you just said, how close am I to Susie Diaz? 
that i locked him out he went to the grocery store quarantined mask and gloves for us and um i locked him out of the house <laughs> accidentally so very I, mean, I love that i mean yeah. i think also what was awesome about you were you wearing any makeup when you were playing susie because i feel like I think you, it doesn't seem like you were that much. No, not, not very much. Not at all. Um, that was something that, that, you know, to being, being authentic to, um, to a busy, you know, moms that don't have time to put makeup on that was important to the show. And so I didn't, I mean, just a little bit to like cover, you know, all the imperfections, <laughs> some of them. Um, but uh, no, it was super fun to, to you know just be relaxed all of it i loved every piece of it all the wardrobe just being able to walk around a set you know with a dish towel in my hand like all the pieces of susie i, I really enjoyed i heard a little known fact that when you were a kid you actually wanted to have like seven kids and then you got to play a mom with seven kids i feel like that's almost wish fulfillment without giving you stretch marks or anything you guys. Totally, right? Um, yeah, I don't know where you heard of it. This is 100% true. I, um, I have a big family. We have, um, I have 36 first cousins, 64 second cousins. There's like a huge family, lots of cousins. And one of my sets of cousins, there's seven kids in that family. And, um, and two of them were twins. And, um, my aunt Janie and my uncle Ted had seven kids and um I always thought that would be so cool and um so yeah I, I just I had this little like childhood fantasy of me and my husband boyfriend whatever uh had seven kids and we all wore matching sweat outfits like I don't know why it was just like a little childhood thing in my head so and I always thought I would have a big family but you just don't know how your life is gonna go you know, like I didn't have my first baby until 40. So, or three days before I turned 40. So, um, wait, you're no, real quick. I, I probably should know this, but you're not 40. I'm you're not 40 anymore. I'm 41 now. <laughs> well, 40 looks amazing. 40 looks no, like 20. Okay. <laughs> so, um, looks like 20. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. So anyway, that's, that's, um, that's, that's that. That's true. I, I come from a big family, so it was really important and special for me to um, get to play that on TV. Coming from a big family and then playing a mother and now being a mother yourself, has your parental methods, I mean, granted, I know your baby's still a baby right now, but has your methods of what you thought it'd be like changed in the process? Well, yeah, I, it's... Um, I, I mean, I knew, I, I have a book, I love everybody. I have a big heart. Like I love to love. It's my favorite part of life. I didn't realize that I would love, I like, I love him so much. It hurts. It like, it's, it's like painful <laughs> love, you know, it's um, the mother, a mother's love. I, I love all my TV kids. Um, like it was an absolute joy and pleasure to work with them every day. They're brilliant. Um, but like, you know, you love your own child like um, it hurts in a good way here he is right now sleeping can you see him oh yeah i love the little baby monitor so cute yeah he's fine make sure he doesn't jump out of his crib <laughs> what was your favorite episode of all the three seasons of stuck in the middle 
Yes. Um, hmm. The episode where I um, play all the games with um, Beast and Louis, Louis and Beast's character and I, I come flying down the stairs in a with in the sled ball one and I break through the banister. That was a fun one. Um, I loved all the ones that I got to do like fun stunts, like, you know, get smoothies to the face or eat too many brownies. All that, that stuff was- um, Pregnancy jeans. Pregnancy jeans were super fun. Like all that stuff, like all the, the, the more charactery, the, all the flashbacks, the more like wild and wacky, the more fun it, the more fun. Well, your new movie on Lifetime is the opposite of Stuck in the Middle. Yes, it is. My daughter's cycle friend. What was the most challenging thing to shoot on this film? Well, I was, I had just had my baby five weeks before I started shooting that film. So Nico was five weeks old. I was five weeks postpartum, which is an insane thing to do. The director called me when Nico was just two weeks old and you know, I had had like an emergency C-section. I had had like, it was a crazy uh, delivery. So he said, I have a role for you. And I was like, oh, I, I just had my baby. He's like, I know, <laughs> you have a couple weeks. You'll, you'll be <laughs> and so, and I love him so, I adore him. And I, I am so grateful to Michael Pfeiffer's director to him and he's fabulous. So um, I did it and I'm grateful to him too because he, he pushed me in a way that I, in a way that I, I would have had an opportunity to, to do. Um, but that was really hard. I, I had, I was going to work on like 45 minutes of sleep total, like, you know, over and over again for those five weeks. Um, I had mastitis, which is, you know, I was like learning how to breastfeed and it was, it was, <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> so that was the challenging part of it was just physically, I was exhausted and I had a newborn who was teeny tiny. Um, but the, you know, the work, um, all the actors in it were fabulous and the director was fabulous and the crew was amazing. And they like, let me bring my baby to set. And so my husband and my um, mom was also helping me, um, you know, so I was getting to like nurse him in between scenes and they were wonderful to me to allow me to do that. And I wish every mama that has to go back to work at five or six weeks um, could also have their baby there. Cause that's a blessing. Now the movie is definitely a different depiction of the, I would just say generational in just the way it goes because you have the really popular, insecure vein, something mentally is happening in there that her marbles aren't all there. And she's very intimidating. And then you have the character who played your daughter and she's coming in, trying to Reassimilate with the new city that she's in. She's never been here before. She's trying to, you know, do high school again in a different place, which is wary and just hard enough being a new kid, regardless. Yeah. And regardless, then, not a psycho friend. Yeah. Yeah. Especially a psycho friend who drugs somebody, ends up killing them, yeah. ends up killing their mother. It's pretty dramatic. <laughs> I, I, I think my favorite scene was when she busts in your, your guys' house. And then all of it, she, I don't know why it was my favorite scene, but then she just like shoots your, your, t, your TV husband. Uh-huh. And, and my mind was just like, you just shot somebody. Why is that not? <laughs> why is that not a big deal? 
she was so calm about it like I think that was more chilling to me than anything else yeah yeah she did a good job at being that chilling character that's true but you know what I've what I've realized is um this is lifetime movies like there is like lots of drama like you know lots of unbelievable drama um however things like that sadly do happen in this world um but um it was very dramatic and definitely I want to say a little bit different from girls maybe 20 years ago especially with social media kicking in and that I don't think as great as social media is it also hinders sometimes more than it helps I totally agree I think that um social media happened right that suddenly like there, it didn't exist and then it existed and there were no rules it's sort of like this lawless land of people are hiding behind their whatever wherever they're hiding posting and um and it's really easy to be cruel um and that you know the whole idea that hurt people hurt people um i think we have a lot of sad hurt people out there that are um that are hurting others you know maybe not physically but emotionally via social media and um it's a problem. I, we do need some rules around it, I, I think. And um, I like, you're much younger than I am. It makes me sad. Like I wish that every kid, every teenager could just have like a tiny slice of what life was like for, like, for me as yeah. a teenager. Um, because there were still problems. There were still mean girls. There were still crazy boys. There was still like, there, I had a lot of high school drama myself but um but then you'd go home on the weekends like Friday would come and you would go home and you wouldn't see any of those people until Monday morning and you didn't know what they were doing and it didn't matter like maybe you would hear so-and-so hooked up with so-and-so at a party and it would hurt your feelings but you wouldn't have to see it you know and um I think it's 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 different I wish that everybody could live without that for a while and and just see how it feels now, there's a lot of positives. We can spread kindness through social media as well. And um, I'm working on a book right now about kindness um, for teens, for tweens. Um, and it has a lot of uh, advice in there about how to navigate social media with kindness. I don't know if I answered your question, but that was my ramble. <laughs> no, you did. And I love that. Like, I can't wait to read your book because you're also, this isn't your first book. So that you've done before. Mm -hmm. It's out to publishers right now. So fingers crossed. Um, it's, 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 um, I feel like all my Ranger fans and, oh, there's my husband. <laughs> Hi. Um, uh, all my Ranger fans and all my Disney fans will um really appreciate it especially power ranger fans it's fun so um we'll see if it sells we're gonna play a little rapid fire okay favorite things fun so your favorite horror movie the shining favorite red carpet you've attended finding dory Oh, I love that. It's my favorite movie. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> it is, she, she's just everything I want. I just right? love her. Yeah. 
Your favorite mom moment you've ever had? You make me cry. Um, Last Mother's Day, it was my first Mother's Day and Nico was only at like 12 weeks old and um, we had this beautiful moment. I wish I could show you, but we don't have time for that. Anyway, I, um, yeah, that moment. <laughs> Your favorite genre to act in? I can't pick, like I love them all. I love horror, I love thriller, but um, I have to say, um, if I had to choose one comedy. And your favorite Power Rangers fan experience? Obviously all the Power Morphicons are really special because I get to meet like tons and tons of fans all at once. And they're like a really special time. It's like a reunion. However, the Make-A-Wish kids that have come to our set, that came to our set to meet us, um, like there's nothing like that. All of that. And what has quarantine taught you about yourself? Ooh, I use way too many paper towels. <laughs> I guess I have a problem. <laughs> you definitely get down with that. And do you have any new projects you want to share that are coming up before the quarantine hit that you filmed? Right. So right before the quarantine hit, um, in February, I did a film, um, another Lifetime movie, and it's called The um, Secrets in the Water. It won't, when it comes out, they're going to change the name, but that's what it's called now. And I am um, the lead, and um, uh, my daughter is um, goes missing, and it's a whole big Deal. It's basically another my daughter's psycho friend, but even more psycho. Um, so I had a lot of fun. We shot in Hawaii. Um, so that will come out. I'm doing ADR for that this this coming week. So that will come out, I don't know, sometime next year, the end of this year. I don't know how fast they're rolling these out. So I just finished that right before quarantine and then everything stops. So I've been working on this book, as I mentioned. So um, fingers crossed that goes um, the way I want it to go. And so it can be in the hands of every child. And um, so, yeah, that's it for now. Thank you so much for joining us here on Dish Upon a Star. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, Shay. Thank you. What a yeah. great interview. Oh, so thank fun. you. And you are just, you've always been like a light. Like you just have this energy about you that I love. And do you want to tell the fans who, for some reason, might not know where they can find you on social media? Yeah. First of all, it takes one to know one. You wouldn't see my light if you didn't have it in you and you have it in you. I can see it around you. So there. Oh, thank you. Oh, um, yeah. So follow me at Serena Vincent um, on Instagram and Twitter, but I'm never on Twitter, but just follow me there too. <laughs> but I'm on Instagram a lot. Follow me at Serena Vincent. And you guys can follow me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow the Dish Upon a Star Instagram account at Dish Upon a Star underscore. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. And remember, stay safe, guys. Yes, that's right. Oh, wait, you can follow my new book. Um, there's like two followers now, but it's at Kindness is Your Superpower book. So check that out. Follow, everybody needs kindness, follow it. Yeah. Enjoy, guys. All right. Mwah.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.